this is Masajani. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. In this podcast, we're going to continue on with part two of Ayahuasca, the good, bad, and ugly. And save time, we're just going to jump right in. Are those people who think they're shamans? So probably just maybe a handful of real shamans that are still out there. So all their distortions start coming into you because they're creating a safe space around you, right? Because they're praying or uh, doing a ceremony, again, creating an essence of frequency. The way I create, say, a sphere of frequencies, again, a raw nature, because so, I'm a pure sort. So whatever level of purity that they are, they're creating that essence of space for you. So think of it. And it magnifies because you're not in control of your space anymore. You can't dictate how you render reality. So they overwrite your space for you. So if you want to do it properly, uh, you might want to do, say, entity removal, EI entity removal, and then um, some some 21 day or maybe the 420 meta healing or better yet just wait for the ayahuasca meta healing that I'll do for you to keep you in a safe space again I'm not condoning ayahuasca I'm not telling you to do it it's just a safer way of doing it so as you do that just play it even if somebody you need somebody else to guide you into it but if you're playing that as you go through the process at least you're protected okay or have the person listen to the 21 days for a bit, clean up, and then, so it'd be like going through shaman camp, okay, without the lightning strike. The other aspect of it is that, and this is where it gets even worse for people. So back in the day, again, medicine men or shamans, they basically went through hell right, to get to the level of purity that they got, which is totally fine. But then what they're telling you or how they went through it is that they're pushing you down into the bowels of hell. And then as the story goes, you have to climb back up. Okay? Does that sound like a smart idea? You can't just push somebody and just push them down into the bowels of hell. And then expect them to come back up. Some of you who have tools like EI tools, right? You know what to do and all that, but your abuse patterns are so deep that you still have a hard time coming out. Now imagine doing ayahuasca where you're just like forced down there. At least EI gives you a little time to strengthen, go deeper, stronger, and then you get to see the patterns. Well, you're in an altered state. You're in the bowels of hell. It doesn't sound too smart. In the bowels of hell, they're not the best. They're not the most respected type of frequencies down there. 
And now you're there to fend for yourself. Especially if the shaman has multiple people to take care of. Especially when the shaman is not a real shaman. Especially when the shaman is, a, say, a researcher that doesn't even know what the hell the spiritual aspect of it is. So, so as you go up, well, you get those frequencies that like latch onto you. Especially if you run frequencies of, hey, abuse me, walk all over me, take take control over me. They just like you're just like um, uh, white on rice, as they call it. Flies to honey, just like that, uh, and they'll latch on to you. This is where people have had kundalini experiences. So kundalini experiences that your energy source, your vital force, just comes out through the center of your head, expands out like a mushroom cloud, and then you close back up. So it's a vortex. It vacuums you. You vacuum it back in. Well, it's a mushroom cloud. All the shit that's around that cloud of your consciousness, what happens? It gets sucked in inside you. This is where I've seen a ton of people have a kundalini experience, uh, no matter how they've done it. They, they, it destroys their nervous system for many. Ayahuasca can have that same opportunity for you. It'll destroy your nervous system if it's not done right. So just be mindful of it. Um, as you go through, again, you pick up a lot of derelicts as you walk back up if you're not strong enough. And sometimes, well, if you're not strong enough, you might not get back to the level that you were. And this is where many people get into those altered states or dis distortion somehow. It's very similar to people who say are not complete or not awakened they go into a hospital they have surgery and like two three weeks later their spouse or loved ones go i don't know what happened to them they're not them because they're not them there's you can research it on google and it's not just me saying it uh or those individuals who have organ transplants and then the organ donor takes over the rest of the body because you're not strong enough. Same thing with ayahuasca. Again, you can research that stuff. Same thing with ayahuasca. As you come up, whatever happens, dead people, spirits, entities, aliens, whatever else that's out there, again, if you're not strong enough, zaps into you. So you want to make sure, I'm not trying to scare you, I'm just telling you, there's a pothole here, there's a pothole here, there's a pothole here, okay? I'm just telling you that you need to do it right. So, so make sure it's a, it's a clean, one clean, clean environment, a clean sphere, as I call it, an accelerated a sphere of consciousness. So you have a clean sphere of opportunities within that consciousness. And as you say, and you don't want to go down into the bowels of hell, you actually want to expand. So the shamans, they're basically telling you how they got to it. And they're just taking you down. So 
living out in the mountains or the jungle, probably hell, right? And then they've grown, expanded from it. So they're forcing you into that space in a very short time, although it might have taken them a decade or two to get strong. They're taking you in a very short time into the bowels of hell. Not a good space to be if you're not conditioned for it. So the way EI would do it for you would would be that your sphere of influence that you have or your sphere of consciousness, it first it cleans out that area for you. It turns into, say, a sphere of opportunities that if you're running success frequencies, because opportunities means all opportunities or possibilities available to you. And as, and as you awaken, then the negative possibilities get filtered out and you're left with, say, pure opportunities for you. That's where ayahuasca or any other hallucinogen benefits you. That's the only way it benefits you. Let's go ahead and take a deep um, breath in. What are the mechanics of it that allow it to help so many who've tried it? Uh, well, I explain the mechanics. Again, for those individuals, the main key factor, just to re reiterate, it's how awakened you are at the time and if you are running, say, success frequencies. Uh, you benefit from it. How long? Depending on how well you hold on to those new frequencies that ayahuasca offers. Um, this is another question. We have heard you comment that when you see individuals who have done a lot of ayahuasca, they or their spirits seem pixelated and not solid. Does ayahuasca negatively impact one's spirit? If so, can the spirit later become solid doing EEI? So, the pixelation happens, yes, and so as, it's a really good question. So at a spirit level or at a frequency level, okay, or at your source cord level or your vital force level, whichever way you look at it. So your source code, your vital force, force is different. Your vital force is your spirit, okay, or your higher self or your etheric body. Your source code is the program that those three run, however you look at it, okay? Just for clarity. Um, so when you take an ayahuasca, it resets you into time. But then the more ayahuasca that you take, say the more, let's see what happens, the more precision you come into time, but there's a time where you're not ready because you come into precision and then what happens is that you're not allowed time enough to, say, settle into this precision. Basically, you're not allowed enough time to, to disconnect all the distortions, the garbage that you hold on to, including all the aspects, the 360 degrees, you know, health, wealth, relationships, all that stuff. You don't give it enough time to solidify before you do. You try ayahuasca again, 
So if you did it in that manner, right, where you went from one stage, you cleaned up, you, then you take ayahuasca again, you know, you're solid at that stage, you take ayahuasca again, and then it takes you to the next stage where you clean up, and then you're solid there, you're, you own it, every stage, and you take it, that's totally fine. But what most people do, they take it way too often, and what happens is that time, it gets pushed upon you, the present moment. Okay? If you have distortions, it gets pushed upon you, it gets imprinted on you. Say you're making a t-shirt, and you have this 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 uh, print, this dye that comes on the t-shirt, right? Creates it. So, so imagine that with every, when you do it right, there's perfection, there's no impurities. But then you do it way too fast, and then, I don't know, something falls into the dye, and you push it down. Well, you're imprinted with that garbage. So in this case, a t-shirt. Uh, but in your case, your life pattern, your life programming, it gets imprinted into you. And then it, it's like a, what would it be, uh, like a tattoo. It gets embedded in your spirit even more. And then your spirit becomes unpure, thinking that that's the way it is. Okay, And that's where the pixelation comes. And then after that, as your spirit gets pixelated, well, this is where nervous disorders, nervous damage, disconnects, pixelation of your body comes. Again, cell structure, brain cell structure, deformation, things like that, because it reflects what's happening at spirit level. And also uh, a breaking of time, because you're forcing, you're cramming all that garbage in a precise space. It can't hold any garbage. That's the key. But you're forcing it. So that's where the pixelation happens again. Mental disorders and so on. By the way, it, it could be any other drug as well. Uh, what is EI's perspective on ayahuasca and other hallucinogenic plant medicines? Uh, can they be helpful to open up one to expand to higher levels? If so, please state the circumstances and what to hold for when choosing a ceremony and practitioner. So we talked about that. Just to, for an overview, the practitioner has to be as pure as possible. Okay? Or know that he's not that pure and can contain his impurities right, or lock them away for the practice. Many people, one, they don't know their impurities. Two, they think that they're in this blessed state so they're good to go anyway um, or they're wise men right? like many of those ayahuasca practitioners because they've been doing it so long well, they've just been doing it so long wrong that doesn't make them any better you know practicing wrong the more you practice wrong it doesn't make you a perf it doesn't make you perfect basically you've embedded wrong actions so so make sure that practitioner, again, is awakened enough to, say, set aside their distortions, if they do have distortions, or find the purest space. Um, otherwise, you can do like an EI-type ceremony where you, you could even put on headphones as, say, the practitioner and create your own sphere of influence, so to speak. Right? Keep yourself safe and pure. 
So you can do that. That's the best possible way. Or again, find like a real, like a real, real shaman. So good luck with that though. Uh, and then for you, <clears throat> you would have to be at a level where you're groomed enough and you know what distortions that you're going to delete. Okay? This happens to many individuals who say practice EI and then, you know, they have some kind of surgery for something. Usually it's just a minor surgery, but they put you under, you're ready to go, put you under, take you into that near-death spot, bring you back, and basically when you get to that near-death spot, it allows you to disconnect from the distortions of time. You come back and you're set two weeks later. Life changes for the better for you without, say, a lot of the detox. Same thing here. The key is that, one, <clears throat> you have to be at an awakened state or ready to know which ones. And the knowledge, by the way, is a deeper knowledge. It's not like a conscious level, although you have a good, say, sense of what you need to let go. But you'll feel like you're ready. So when you do that ayahuasca experience, it's like a light switch that turns on. But the most important space, because you're disconnecting your sphere of influence, you have no control over that. It needs to be a pure environment. In what instance are ayahuasca and other plant medicines detrimental to our spiritual expansion and evolution? Uh, we have heard those who participate say how beautiful and expansive it is, except for the purging part. Except for the purging part, can we be infected with dark entities or other beings when taking these type of substances? Yes. What do we need to be aware of? What warnings or cautions can we have? Again, these are all cautions and warnings. These questions kind of repeat themselves. Um, the key with plant medicines is understanding not just the plant consciousness, and I'll give you a reading on what ayahuasca consciousness is, but then the shaman's consciousness, because what happens for most plant medicines, and this is where um, the person, the I don't know what they would call herbologist or... I'm just making that up, but or the plant doctor, uh, the plant medicine men, their essence merges together with the plant frequency. So it's not just the dosage, but the purity between the connection of the plant and the person creating or mixing the plant into whatever that you take. That's the key. These plants are very, very sensitive. They know the nuances of you. The pure, the the prepare is the pure. The medicine is. So even if you had a pure batch and a bad prepare, it would distort. It would magnify that batch of product. So be mindful of that. Um, plant medicines have a very high level consciousness. Those plants <coughs> that affect our health, <coughs> that are beneficial for you. Uh, when I tap into them, most plants are... Most plants, they're at a plant frequency, I guess you could call it. 
Okay. Say this plant frequency, and again, I'm just throwing numbers for clarity. Say, you know, between 14, 14 to 20. Okay. And again, just random numbers. 14 to 20. The plant medicines that have a consciousness to change you, including ayahuasca and other hallucinogenic drugs. So, average plant, average or good plant consciousness, again, 14 to 20. Uh, plant medicines that change you, they're probably like from, you know, 18, because they have to understand that they're plant consciousness, right? So say 15, 18 to say 25, um, really strong substances, you know, uh, say 15 to 30, um, and then really, really strong substances, you know, like 15. So the bottom line, the low part is always a plant knowledge, plant consciousness. So the plant knows it's a plant. It's like a DNA structure, right? The DNA structure is still settled into plant consciousness. So it grows as a plant. But then it's the add-on. So the consciousness expands into, say, a higher form, like almost uh, like animal consciousness right? or an awareness. I wouldn't call it animal con There's another consciousness. Again, not going to get into that, those details. But this would go, you know, from 15, again, that 5, uh, the margin of 5, knowing that it's plant, and then the consciousness, and then the more intense, the, the intensity of the plant, or the toxicity of the plant. Okay? The toxicity of the plant really comes from, yeah, it's not an animal consciousness, it's just another, God, it's, it, it almost turns into, say, sparks of consciousness. And that's where you gotta, this is where hallucinations come in through, this is where people get, say, shattered or scattered into realities. So they literally, their spirits or their identity just explodes. This is where an OD happens, this is where people go into, um, yeah, like an overdose type state where they might have a beautiful experience, but then they come back and then their mind is just destroyed. That's why. Because plant meta, the plant consciousness of that batch superseded, say, the general high level. So it's like, say, 15 Again, being a plant, and then the consciousness of, say, a hundred. Again, it can't even support its own state. So it's very delicate. You'll see those plants as high toxins uh, or non-toxins, healing properties, but most of those are toxic for you. That's the reason why. Very interesting. Good question. So you want to get the right plants, you want to get the right prepare, the right environment where the plant grew. That's very important as well because the plant will absorb just like a crystal would its environment. And also the you know the toxicity, the natural physical stuff, toxicity of the soil, uh, the nutrition value. Can we be infected with dark entities or other beings when taking these types of substances? We talked about that. Uh, definitely, yes. 
is the physical purging that comes with the ayahuasca helpful, like a spiritual or physical detox or release? What is it purging? Emotional, physical, spiritual toxins. Yes, all of the above. So ayahuasca is a poison. It goes into your cellular structure. And then what happens is that the cellular structure, um, it purges by constriction. So, in a sense, when it constricts, it squeezes out the toxins that are in its cells or organs. So, yeah, it's a great opportunity for you to release all those toxins. But since you're not in an awakened, this is physical toxins. Um, but most of the people that I'm seeing, they're dehydrated. So, unfortunately, those toxins go back into your system. So, what you want to do is... Again, if you can keep it down to water, some kind of mineral water, or something that maybe settles your stomach with it, um, a little hydrogen peroxide from what I'm seeing, and then you keep, instead of having the toxins go back into your system, you keep urinating it out through, you know, the, the I don't know, hour, or you keep throwing it out, either way. Um, through that hour as you getting used to the toxins, the poison, right? you can keep eliminating from purging. Uh, emotionally, what happens is that, well, if you're releasing um, the toxins at a cellular memory level, because it does go that deep, then yeah, you're going to be releasing memories that have been, that have been recorded in your cellular structure. So at an emotional level those things or memory level those things release for you and then also does it hit you at a spiritual level mm, kind of but that happens afterwards when you get into the state so it's more of a physical purging or literally a tearing away of your spirit in physical form so I guess you could because that's a space of death that you're getting into. So if you're scared, probably not the best place for you, but if you're, obviously you're going to be scared, but then you're relaxed, scared. I know it sounds kind of weird. Um, um, you would say tear away cleanly, and it's a good experience, and then guess emotional, uh, spiritual, say release or awakening. It's not really a release, but an awakening or a reset that kind of happens but then most of the spiritual side again happens when you get into that hallucination state again a disconnect from time uh, as we are as we as we strengthen using EI and become solid is it safe to use ayahuasca yes if so under what circumstances what about other plant medicines like marijuana uh, San Pedro, magic mushrooms, peyote, opium, iboga. Uh, these are plant medicines that some shamans use and administer to their clients and and are seeming to become more popular. What is helpful on our expansion journey and what should we steer clearly of, especially if we have addictions or abuse patterns running in our familial DNA? It's really, really important. This is such an important question that I didn't really go into 
what I was going to cover in the beginning, so <clears throat> it's a great question to wrap up this with, is that, so as you strengthen we, with EI, we talked about that, the proper way to do ayahuasca or any other plant medicine, again, I'm not telling you to do it, but if you're going to do it, might as well do it safe, okay? So the EI way, and I will create an EI meta healing on plant medicines, specifically say ayahuasca, some of the major ones, the bigger ones. Okay, so you tell me, masei m a s e i at masajani dot com. Some of the more popular ones, not everyone but some of the more popular ones, and maybe we can subgroup some of the, say, not-so-popular ones, okay? So that's the best way to do it. Um, again, the key, these are plant medicines that some shamans use. want to be careful of the shaman. So the reason why these are becoming so popular it's a perfect close is because as the purity wave washes through right we're going to feel unstable some of us will feel unstable uh, some of us will feel like on a, an opportunity to take advantage of this wave that's coming through so either way there's going to be opportunities of feeling stable or taking advantage. So either way that you go, ayahuasca or other plant medicines, and that's why they're so prevalent now, is shown to you. But the important, the importance of this is that just like any other opportunity that shows up in the history of mankind, uh, an invention, um, a consciousness. Okay? When it shows up, there's going to be a lot of charlatans out there that will try to destroy you, control you, take advantage of you, take your money away, right? Whatever it might be. Say that some of the products, fantastic products, right? There's knockoffs, there's fake, there's there's fakes, there's things that don't even work. Right? You're promised something, whatever it might be. Again, a lot of knockoffs and then very, very few real ones. So be mindful of that. Uh, the consciousness, if you're wondering about that, is that, well, look at Jesus. He came in with a pure consciousness, you know, pure intent, pure consciousness, and look what has happened. Very, very different than his purity. Look at Buddha. Look at Muhammad. Look at some of the other great individuals. Look at some of the doctors that find cures for things. And, well, they're not here anymore. Yeah. So, with that in mind, there's going to be a lot of charlatans pushing ayahuasca or other hallucinogenic type drugs. There's going to be a lot of healers going to be coming out. Again, not pure. Um, and all sorts of situations where you can be taken advantage of. 
that's just the way of the world. doesn't mean that you just sit in a corner or huddle up and do nothing about it. It just means that you have to be very aware or astute to know the pitfalls, like I've just described them to you, so you can use it at a proper level. Okay, there's a ton of pitfalls in life. doesn't mean that you just hide in the corner and wait to die. Right? With EI, you understand where the potholes are, and then you circumvent, or basically you could even get to a point where you just hover. It's even better. So, so that's the key. So overall, there's going to be a grand awakening. You want to do it right if you're going to do it. Okay? Then I've told you the right way to do it, the wrong way to do it. It's your choice. What we'll do is we'll just take about maybe about three, four minutes. See if I can bring you in. Oh, one last thing I forgot. So as I was getting to ready to record this, this podcast on ayahuasca, it was so interesting because I hardly ever get sick, but I was feeling nauseous, like about like about an hour before the recording, and I hadn't eaten anything. I I, I mean I had I had something, but you know hours after I was feeling fine, but as I got closer and closer to 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 the recording time, the recording schedule, um, stomach felt nauseous. I was like damp, you know, you see that cold sweat. Uh, my brain, the 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 brainstem, it was kind of, it's tingling, uh, kind of cotton mouthy. It was crazy. It was like I had taken the actual ayahuasca, and then and then into the recording, was, there was this such this sense of clarity and power. It was amazing, and it's and it's not just. You could tell that it wasn't a brain clarity. It was a mix or an integration of your spirit just coming through into your focal, into your field of vision. So you were literally looking through this reality through your spiritual eyes, through your physical eyes. So so your spirit eyes looking through the physical eyes looking into this reality. And it was just so... So precision, it's so like super high def. And it was so expansive because you knew, well, I knew who I was. Even grander. And it was amazing. And it's like, shit, I own it. It was an amazing experience. And that's what you want to have. So as we conclude this podcast, part one and two, on ayahuasca, the good, bad, and ugly. Hopefully, the, hopefully this gives you a deeper EI perspective on how detrimental ayahuasca could be and then how to use it properly. Overall, just, just to be sure, just to be safe, maintain, one, that you have the proper knowledge on what you're using. Two, uh, be completely aware of the purpose of the journey that you're using. If you're using it to find yourself, it's not a good idea. Okay? Understand where you are, where you want to be. Understand what habits 
not just surface habits, but deep layer habits, the way I say pinpoint those issues for you. So you understand those at a conscious level. So when you do take that to a fantastic journey, uh, those are the issues that you work on and to release. And then three, make sure that you have a proper guide. Make sure. And the way you check that proper guide is, well, you see how their life is going. If they're ill, if they're messed up, if they're fucked up and all that stuff, don't do it because they'll take you into those realities of theirs. All right. Make sure you have that strong, proper guide. They should be at least 360 degrees uh, abundance or getting there. Okay? Not troubled or destructive or messed up. Um, and then also for the advanced individuals, uh, you can try ayahuasca or other hallucinogens. Again, I'm not condoning drug use uh, with something... Uh, of mine in the background and if you're interested uh, I can create uh, an ayahuasca meta healing specifically for ayahuasca use if you're interested in that uh, let me know drop me a line at moss ei mossy at mossajani.com as we end always 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 notice what you notice and then Notice the details of what you notice.